Meta, the parent company of Facebook, has recently announced some pretty big changes and AI features that they are going to be including into their platform. And this is a big deal because Meta is one of the biggest platforms in the world. Facebook is one of the most massive social media companies in the world. And so it you know, goes without saying when they make a change and they start integrating AI, there's a lot of users that see it. Now, the reason I think this is kind of relevant news is um, it was, they've recently made some announcements today and the news has taken a couple different ways. I recently saw an article um, on The Guardian that says struggling meta showcases new AI tools at company meeting. Um, and so it, it kind of depends on how you want to spin it. Um, but I do think that is kind of funny. In their article, they say that the announcement comes after a difficult few years for Meta, which in recent months has laid off tens of thousands of workers and saw $80 billion wiped from its value overnight in 2020. Okay, so what they're talking about there is the stock price, which after looking it up, I thought it was kind of a funny take because if you look at the stock price over the last year, it's up 50%. And if you look at it over the last six months, it's up 130% which largely is just due to the fact that um, they've been integrating a lot of AI features, perhaps, but more likely it's because they just laid off a lot of people so then their company became more profitable. In any case, I don't know if I'd say they're struggling quite yet. They are obviously, their stock's doing fine and they're a pretty big company. But in any case, um, the features that they recently announced, which I think are pretty big, um, they announced plans on just on Thursday that we're going to see um, them adding generative AI text image and video into a lot of their flagship products on Facebook and Instagram. Um, they did Zuckerberg did this at an all hands meeting um, on Thursday where essentially he announced a whole bunch of different technologies at various stages of development. Um, some of them were for internal use, but many are actually designed directly for consumers. So we're going to be seeing those on things like WhatsApp, Messenger, and Instagram. So one example is that they will be allowing customers to use text-based prompts to modify their own photos and share them on Instagram stories. This is really cool because this is something we've seen Adobe Photoshop do. It's really powerful where essentially you have a picture of, let's say, a guy riding a bike down the road. Uh, you can highlight an area on the road and say add a double yellow line to the middle of this image and poof it adds that or you can say make the background or you know make the sky dark and cloudy instead of sunny and poof it does that um, and so I think you're gonna be able to do a lot of those different uh, that same technology to Instagram stories which is gonna be fun a cool tool um, definitely will make for fast editing you know Instagram and Instagram stories was kind of made famous by some of their features including filters so you know you could add filters and make your your images look cool for x y and z reasons and even a lot of adobe products um were famous for that and now we're kind of taking this to the next level where you can edit them in very powerful real ways using uh text which i think really lends well to um these mobile platforms because on something like instagram you don't really have all of the ability to uh, be very specific and meticulous with like, you know, removing backgrounds that you used to have uh, with Photoshop on a desktop computer. And so I think you're really gonna need a lot of these different AI tools to uh, have a lot of that functionality. And so this seems like a perfect use case. So another use case is that they're gonna be bringing AI agents, AKA AI chatbots with different personalities um, to Messenger and WhatsApp. Now this is also not something that is completely revolutionary. Obviously Snapchat has done that. Um, and then we've seen really successful companies like Character AI that got 1.7 million downloads in the first week, which was a uh, A16Z backed um, company. Um, and I think that, you know, I think it's a great use case. Theoretically, personally, it's not really I don't know if I'm the target audience for that. But perhaps if you have um, 
I think specifically the Snapchat one where it's just like one, you know, your AI chat friend, that one I'm like really don't jive with as much, but perhaps the character.ai one um, or things along those lines would be more powerful. Character character.ai is cool because it lets you build chatbots and then you can share them and whatnot. So maybe it actually would be cool to do something like that where I could build my own chatbot where it's like, hey, you are Albert Einstein, base all of your responses off of, you know, interviews, Albert Einstein's done the research and documentation, blah, blah, blah. And then whenever I have a question, um, instead of having to go to ChatGPT and be like, hey, act like Albert Einstein, I just go to like my WhatsApp, uh, you know, chat and I have an Albert Einstein one and I go and ask him questions about some sort of thing I'm working on in physics. I don't know. It, it sounds like, you know, something like that I feel like could be kind of useful and kind of fun um, and maybe a shorter shortcut than having to go do it on ChatGPT. So I do see a use case if you have multiple different personalities in what they said is that the capabilities would be to help. Um, well, it said they would have different personalities and capabilities to help or entertain. So it'll be interesting to see where that's at. Entertain obviously is more along the lines of the Snapchat, you know, friend probably help potentially could be something more like character.ai where you can build out different characters that, you know, I mean, theoretically and ideally would be useful to you. So Meta and Zuckerberg also announced that they are going to be hosting an internal hackathon in July focused on generative AI. So obviously trying to get, you know, the creative juices inside of Meta flowing hackathons are something that they've always been famous for at Facebook since the very early ages, uh, the very early days as Zuckerberg was a developer. Um, so I think that'll be kind of interesting to see if anything uh, powerful comes out of that. And then they also, uh, you know, Zuckerberg essentially just recommitted to publishing research and sharing AI tech with the open source community, which I think, to be fair, I will credit Facebook as being a, you know, a very valuable proponent to the open source community um, from different things they've done with React and other places. A lot of different uh, open source AI tech comes out of Meta. And so I will give them credit where credit's due on that. And I'm happy that they're still committed to doing that because um, I think it really overall helps the ecosystem as a whole um, to have a lot of these projects open sourced. So, you know, when we're looking at, I guess, reading between the lines on this issue, I think what a lot of people are saying is that essentially Mark is pitching this as an expansion of their metaverse efforts instead of a replacement, right? So recently we saw Apple come out with their VR headset. And people are saying, hey, how come, you know, they have different features that Facebook does not have or Meta doesn't have when Meta has been focused on the metaverse and VR technology for quite a long time. They made some pretty um, historical investment, billions and billions, hundreds, you know, tens of billions of dollars into their metaverse and VR technology. Um, and while they've been doing that, uh, you know, people are saying, well, how come Apple beat you on certain, I guess, things? Now, I will say I've also seen some comments from Zuckerberg saying, hey, doesn't look like anything Apple did was actually that revolutionary um, or different than what we've been doing. So I think he's trying to downplay what Apple has going on with their VR headset. And I guess we'll have to wait and see how that goes once they actually launch the product. But in any case, I think right now the pitch is obviously AI is very hot. And that's not just from investors. That's also from consumers. People love using it. And so they're obviously going to be implementing it. But I don't think he wants to look like he's pivoting or losing focus of what he said the next big thing was, which was the metaverse. So he's saying, you know, this is just an expansion of the metaverse rather than replacing it. Um, and I think that Meta reorganized its AI efforts back in February with an aim of getting more of the technology into their products, which is smart because we're seeing... Um, Microsoft and Google do that in really big ways. So I guess looking at the big picture, while Meta has been pretty cautious on how they release their generative AI tools into their products, um, while a lot of others have, you know, jumped headfirst in, 
Uh, I think that maybe it will be okay because they're such a bigger platform and taking a little bit of time to be thoughtful and look at how other people are doing isn't necessarily a bad thing. But I mean, talking about other companies jumping right in, well, I mean, you see like Microsoft and for example, they're adding essentially an AI-based copilot to almost all of their key products, including Office, Windows, and Bing. Um, then you see like obviously more direct competitor to them. Snapchat has obviously released their AI chatbot. And then you see people like Adobe and Salesforce and most all major software companies integrating generative AI into their very core business uh, functions. So I think um, in the last year, we've seen some really incredible breakthroughs um, on generative AI. And I think that gives us a lot of really impressive opportunity. This is something that Zuckerberg was saying. Um, and he said that, they ha now have the opportunity to now go take that technology, push it forward, and build it into every single one of our products. So Zuckerberg said that, and we've seen other companies doing that, so it's not like that's anything new. But I do think that there are some really good use cases, and it will be interesting to see what happens as this AI technology inevitably, like when you say it gets pushed to the masses, I mean, when Google and Facebook integrate it, everyone using a phone is going to be, is going to be interfacing and using this AI technology. And it's going to become very normal for people to um, use AI on their images, to use AI chatbots, and to use um, eventually AI for video, which I think will be the next step once we kind of get the text and the um, image integrated into all the platforms that are currently there. It's going to be interesting to see how the strategy rolls out for and plays out for Meta in the long term, if this is something that their consumers really like, if it gets pushed back like Snapchat's AI uh, originally did. And this is an area we'll have to follow to see how this actually plays out once they roll this out in the future. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode, breaking down how AI is impacting your industry. Today's episode is sponsored by AIbox, a no-code AI app builder and marketplace, which just launched a crowdfunding campaign. If you are interested in investing in a new AI startup, you can go to republic.com slash AI box. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well to learn more. The minimum investment is $150 and the maximum investment is $100,000. Until next time, have a fantastic day.